Um, I have Adam Schefter from ESPN on the line. He heard a rumor. Oh, great. Tell Schefter to stick his rumor up. Sunny. All right. Adam Schefter, our ESPN NFL insider, joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Morning, Adam. Well, good morning. What are the Nuggets going to do to keep up in this arms race? That's a great. We've been asking ourselves that all. But you, you know, you know Woj. I mean, you, yeah. can you give us any insight on on Woj? What is he working? What trade is Woj working right now? Doesn't he do all well, the yeah, trades? He, te- he texted me last night. I was at dinner. Texted me last night. He's like, "Man, I'm wound up right now. <laughs> what, what do we got?" He goes, "I'm waiting on this Durantia." I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> so you know, we do that a lot. You know, we'll communicate with each other. You know, and during anxious, stressful times. You know, you know, there aren't many people who can understand exactly what, you know, what he go through in a situation like that. And uh, he does with me and I do with him. And and uh, I love the guy and love talking to him in times like that. And, you know, I was sitting at dinner last night. I got the text. And he's like, man, I'm waiting on this thing. I'm like, oh, my God, what a big one that is. What's he waiting on for Denver? Has he told you what he's waiting on for Denver? Yeah, come on, Adam, break well, some I, news. I, I can text him right now, but I'm looking at him all with Stephen A. Smith. I don't think he's going to respond as we're doing this radio interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I see you looking at your phone all the time when you're on TV, so yeah. <laughs> why not you know Woj? You know what? I'm not going to text him on deadline day. That would be like him texting me on the first day of free agency. If he texts me, of course, I will engage. But on a day like this, I'm going to leave him alone and let him do his thing. Adam, did you get a chance to watch Sean Payton's introductory press conference? And what observations did you come away with? I, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, unfortunately. Uh, I was at, what was that, was Monday Super Bowl opening night kind of thing. And um, uh, so I, I've seen clips. I've read some. And to me, you know, he he's such a... Uh, experienced, polished guy. Like, you know exactly what you're getting. And he's what they need, to be perfectly frank. You know, he's going to come in there and as that one clip that went viral about, you know, him talking about Russell's coach, um, he's just going to change the culture. He's going to do it his way, a way that he knows works. He's going to change the way things are done there. You know, last year, one of the problems they had on, on that staff, a big problem, was that they didn't have a lot of experienced coaches. And I know that, you know, Nathaniel Heck came in, he had a great, great coach in Mike Munchak, and they opted to go with a first-year offensive line coach. And, and that's, you know, a really tough, important position, and Stink knows better than anybody. And they just didn't have experience where it matters. I don't think that Sean Payton's going to make that mistake. He's going to have people where he needs them, with the right experience, with his experience, and I think it's going to work out well for him in the organization. Yeah, I think we all are on the same page there. Uh, you covered the you covered the Pro Bowl, right? What'd you think of the new format? The uh, the uh, uh, the flight football game and and all that went on out there at uh, in uh, Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Let me say this um, before I get into what I think. I think the league thinks that it was great, okay? And the league is going to work off that and build upon that. And that's going to be the format, something like that next year. You know, they might add this or take away that or change this and change that, but that's what they're going to do next year. And 
They were very happy. You know, I think there were I think there were six million people that watched it. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the ratings were down six percent over what they were last year for, if you want to call it a Pro Bowl game. And last year, I remember sitting there at the game, if you want to call it that again, and thinking, "What well, they, they can't do this again. They, they just so if it's not going to be like a serious game, you might as well kind of make fun of it and have fun with it and make it like a flag football game." And that's kind of what they did. I still don't know if they have the absolute right formula figured out for it. You know, I still loved, you know, I love when there's no why people go over there after the Super Bowl and it was like everybody, but I'm not, of course I'm not playing. My body's not tired from all year. Um, so it's easy for me to say that. But I think that they feel like they hit on something here that they're going to try to work off of and build upon for next year. Was this really Russell Wilson's idea? I mean, would this have happened if Russ doesn't, Make that phone call to Roger Goodell? I don't know. It, it, it's a good question. Um, I didn't know that until yesterday either. But, I mean, clearly the commissioner cited that during his State of the Union. He said, you know, Russell Wilson called him Tuesday after the Pro Bowl. You know, like I said, I sat there last year and said that they, they, they just can't do this again. You know, whatever they do, they can't do this. And the league knew that. And Russell suggested the flag football game. And I can tell you this, that by and large, the players enjoyed themselves. They liked it. You know, you're, you're still hanging around with everybody. You're doing some fun stuff. They were in Vegas for the week. I think if you surveyed the players, that by and large, they would tell you that they, they enjoyed being around each other and they enjoyed the week for what it was. So uh, you're in Phoenix covering the Super yep. Bowl right now. Um and Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant yeah, and, Kev- and Kevin and Kevin so it just as we as we kind of push forward to the Super Bowl like you've been around these two teams what's just your overall takeaway and and what's your thoughts on on this game in general well you know I'm going to go back to Vegas and I don't know that this means anything but I know that it stayed with me you know I was with, I was out to dinner with some guys on Saturday night one of the guys is like a professional gambler like I had met him that night talking about the Eagles. What do you think of the game? And I go, uh, you know, we'll see. I go, what do you think? And he goes, guy starts laughing like he, you know, like the Cadillac, the Canary. He's like, everybody's betting Eagles. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm putting everything on the Chiefs. I was like, wow. Like, this guy was supremely confident. I'm not much of a predictor. Like, I don't get into that kind of thing. Uh, although I will say that during this postseason, uh, um, many of my instincts on these games have been accurate. And it, it, it reminds me a little bit of the AFC Championship game where everybody was on Cincinnati, on Cincinnati. And and I initially thought, well, Cincinnati, I'm like, no, what? They're not going to Kansas City and winning there again. They're not going in there again. Um, and here it feels like everybody's on Philadelphia again. And, and who is the most decorated coach in this game? Andy Reid. And as great as Jalen Hurts is, and as bright as his future is, he's the best quarterback in this game, but probably Patrick Mahomes. So everybody seems to be picking against the best coach and the best quarterback. And I don't know. I, I think the Dane, the Chiefs, as I as I sit back and look at this, I just think they're dangerous in this spot. By the way, Adam, uh, Mark and I have done enough work with uh, with with gambling folks, uh, sports book sites that you had dinner with yeah. a, a sharp. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's the the sharps. The sharps like uh, Kansas City. The sharps. I, oh, is that right? I, I don't even know how the that, sharps. sharps or sharks. The sharps, the whales, the, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so <laughs> it, 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 this guy seemed like re- he was really confident. And that may be just be this guy. It's the first time I've ever met him in my life. I never, you know, but boy, he uh, was confident in the Chiefs. Adam, back to uh, Russell Wilson, and uh, you're aware of the uh, report, the story that, that comes out about his charity organization giving less than 25% of the proceeds uh, to actual charities, the rest going to administrative costs and such. Uh, how you, 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 you and I, we've talked about Russell Wilson all year long and, and how he comes across. As somebody that covers sports, what kind of tone does Russell Wilson need to convey as he explains this? Well, I, I, first of all, it's the first I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen the story. haven't read the story. Where, where did this so show there's up? A, so a USA Today did a story on Walter Payton Award winners and, and their charitable work, and oh. they focused on, on Russell Wilson, and it came to light that uh, of all the proceeds that are raised by the charity, some 23, 24% actually go to charities. Uh, well, listen, I, I can't speak to that because I don't know anything about it and haven't seen this story. All I could say is when you ask about the tone that Russell Wilson needs to strike, I, I can just tell you that I think he knows how important this season is to his career, his legacy, his future. Uh, whether he'll continue playing in Denver, there's a lot on the line for him. I think he knows that. I, I think it's one of the central reasons that he was as happy as he was that the Broncos hired Sean Payton. And as I told you guys, he was ecstatic about that. That was the guy that he wanted. Um, he needs to get back to playing like Russell Wilson. And I think that he believes that Sean Payton will give him a chance to do that. The charity stuff, I mean, if that's true, that's 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 not a good look. Uh, but I, I can't speak to that. I don't know anything about it. All right. Hey, Adam, man, we appreciate you, buddy. Hope to uh, see you. I just got to Phoenix last night, so I hope to see you around sometime. But um, hey, you if know, not. You know what happened yesterday, I think? I was walking up the set, and uh, I see this guy, like, motioning to me. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Who's this? And I walk over, and it was Greg Cragen, the former Broncos really? offensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, went over, and it's funny because I got to Denver in 1990 uh, and started covering the Broncos, and he was always a really nice, polite, professional kind of guy. And he was a really good player. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think your paths ever crossed with him, right? I played against him uh, a couple times. I played against him my rookie year when Denver came to, to Washington. I also played against him a couple times when he was with the Carolina Panthers. A small, undersized guy who who had a great. I mean, he was a really good player. But I yeah. remember he was talking to me. Just he, what a nice guy, and uh, he he was just curious. He's like, man, what, what year did you get there, and where did you come from? Like, he was curious, and uh, what a nice guy. And it just it's 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 fun. I just get a kick out of seeing anybody from our past in those days. Like, I'm sure if you have any of your Washington or Denver connections, it's always neat. To yeah. see somebody that uh, you knew at some point in your career like that and hadn't seen in 20, uh, 30 years probably. So that, that was kind of neat. To me. Actually, Adam, I got one more. As you were talking, yeah. it just popped into my mind because you literally wrote the book on uh, Mike Shanahan. And uh, I, I picked up on a, a distinctive Mike Shanahan-type vibe listening to Sean Payton the other day. Do you, knowing Mike as well as you do and knowing Payton as well as you do, do you see some similarities there? 
Well, two Eastern Illinois guys. And, and Hastings. Beyond that, yeah, the obvious one, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I think they're, I mean, they're different kind of guys, but they want things done their way. They know what works and what doesn't work. They're not going to stand for anything less than what they believe is the right thing. And again, that gets back to what we're saying right at the outset. Like, that's what Denver needed and what it was looking for. And so, you know, Sean Payton had dinner at Shanahan's his first night in town. Uh, I think he took a picture maybe and sent it to Mike. Yes. And and so, you know, I, I think that those guys are going to get along pretty well here. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think Mike comes around all that much. But, you know, I think Sean will be more welcoming. Not that, not that the thing like it wasn't, but like if Mike Shanahan were in my town and he lived near the building, like Mike, come on out whenever you want. I mean, you have a resource right there. Why would you not use that? Um, and and Sean is so smart, and, and Mike is the same way. Yeah, two similar guys and the success that look. There are many people that have won Super Bowls. You know, Mike has and Sean has. So there you go. Great stuff. Adam, appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Adam Schefter, our ESPN NFL insider, joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline.